Welcome to Out of Bounds. This is Dylan James back in Orlando. And JT, as always, he is by my side. The co-host with the mo-host. Always Did you like your, that? Yeah, I like that, man. Always by your side. Like Nationwide. <laughs> yep. But that's not our sponsors. So let's say that mixed up. True, <laughs> true. And you don't have the voice. You have a voice. You have a distinct voice, but not that guy's voice. No, that I think. No, this. We're not talking about the Allstate guy, are we? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I get hand? them all confused. Are you in good hands? All those insurance <laughs> companies. I, I just don't know. State Farm, Jake, Jake from State Jake Farm. from State Farm, <laughs> or DVC, whichever one he's with. Anyway, welcome to Out of Bounds. I was in Mississippi for the past week with my girlfriend and her family. Hotty toddy. Just throwing that out there we, we weren't really were we close we weren't close to them were we yeah it's Ole Miss okay we were kind of further away but yeah USM is the one that's in Hattiesburg it's a huge deal in Hattiesburg it's uh Golden Eagle Nation Golden Eagle Country to the top yes I had some friends that went to Southern Miss to the top so it, it was fun we had a good time we also met a sloth named Chewy I saw that on Facebook. Yes. Go follow me on Facebook and see my sloth adventure. Chewy the Sloth at Hattiesburg Zoo. Best $40 I've ever spent was going to the sloth experience. And then we went to the Afroman concert, like Ann Bailey mentioned in the background, which was interesting. It's it, it's so funny to see a very large group of non-diverse just a bunch of white people um, at an Afroman concert. That's all I can say. It was really interesting to watch. He, he can flow though. He's still he's still got it. He's still got it. And how old is he? Like, I don't even know how old he is. But he. The only thing that matters is that he's Grammy nominated. He's Grammy nominated. He got he got nominated for a Grammy for okay. because I got high. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Because I got high is a Grammy nominated song. Wow, well... That's like Don King getting best hair in high school. <laughs> well, we learn something new every day, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. And also, JT and I are very full right now because we just went to a... Hokkaido. Hokkaido. Japanese. Hokkaido. Hokkaido Chinese something. Restaurant. It's interesting. You guys need to definitely check it out. It's a Japanese-Chinese restaurant. It's a buffet. They have sushi. They have garlic bread. They had bacon-wrapped K-Rab, fake crab, imitation crab. It was incredible. They also had mango cakes. Those were pretty good. Yes. Make sure the people don't get your card mixed up when they pay for Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> we, we got our cards mixed up during the payment thing. We had to stay there for 15 more minutes than we had to because of that. So make sure they use the right card for the right bill. <laughs> and also you get a discount if you're a Disney cast member. So yes. I know we have some cast members listening to our show. So 10% off. That's not a... They are. Hokkaido. <laughs> I, I need Hokkaido to be my sponsor now. We're still looking for sponsors, by the way. So if you want to be a sponsor, email us at dylan at outofboundspodcast.com and we will be more than happy to accept your sponsorship. Hokkaido, you better be first. We, uh, I think we're great spokesmen for Hokkaido. I certainly think so. And we spent way too much talking about Hokkaido as it is. Um, so let's talk about some sports. Let's go into it because, you know, I've been away from it for about a week. So we need to just jump right in. So the NFL 
some of the biggest news that came out today, Inglewood Stadium for the Chargers and the Rams will be delayed until 2020. And they were expected to actually host the Super Bowl in 2021, which that's in jeopardy now because there's a rule stating that if you are... If you're in your inaugural season with a stadium, you cannot host a Super Bowl that same year. Yeah, usually you have to wait two years. You have to wait two years, exactly. And so in this situation, it's not going to match up with the rules. So, JT, do you think there's going to be an exception for this rule for this stadium? I certainly agree that's a possibility. And the reason I say that, because if there's as long as there's not any further more delays and the stadium is open by 2020... I believe the NFL will make an exception. I've looked it up. They've actually have made some exceptions for Super Bowls in the past. Oh. The most recent one they did was when we had Super Bowl 48 at MetLife Stadium in New York. Okay. That was an exception. And that was mainly where they made a waiver. And that was because New York City, during that time of year, the temperatures are really low, average, cold. So they were willing to make that accommodation for the New York Jets and the Giants who were hosting the Super Bowl that year. So I believe that for the Rams and the the Rams and the Chargers, because those will be two teams sharing that stadium for that season, they will make an exception. Um, today, the Rams have already actually submitted a waiver request to the NFL. They actually did that today. So we'll have to probably wait a year before we know if that's going to get approved or not. But I would expect the NFL, knowing how bad they want to get a team or teams in this case in Los Angeles, they will grant that exception. And we'll have the Super Bowl 55 in Los Angeles. And as far as we know so far, the Rams are going to be playing in the Coliseum at University of Southern California. And the Chargers will be playing in StubHub Center, which is significantly smaller than an NFL stadium. It's what, like how many people can fit in that stadium? It is 30,000. And for any MLS soccer fans out there, that is the home of the Los Angeles Galaxy. Yes. So it's a good stadium to be in because one... Even if the Chargers suck next season, they're going to sell it every single game, home game, because that's 30,000 seats compared to, let's say, with Nashville. How many people can fit in Nashville Stadium? I want to say at least 18,000 total for the arena, Bridgestone. No, not Bridgestone. No, no, no. Nash, uh, Titans. Tennessee Titans. Oh, the Titans. Isn't it like 90? Yeah, about 90,000. About 90,000. So a third the size of Nissan Stadium in Nashville. I think they can sell it out very easily. And those home tickets better be flying off the shelves right now because I think that they're going to have sellouts. So it might be a loud stadium. I mean, it might be an actual place where the Chargers will have success because, I mean, it's just going to be really loud there. So we'll see what happens with that stadium. I think it's it's interesting to see. Actually, I stand corrected. Nissan Stadium has a capacity of 69,143. I said 90 so first. So about 70,000. Okay. I said 90 first. But, but still, close. But close. Still, hey, that's that's double exactly. the size of StubHub Center in in uh, uh, Carson City. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the team next season, how it affects ticket sales too, you know, speaking of ticket sales. So, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Next story, Giselle, Tom Brady's wife, was in an interview this week. And during the interview, she brought up the fact that Tom Brady has had a concussion or two this past season. But oddly enough, the NFL looked back on the injury reports for the Patriots, and there were no mentions of Tom Brady having a concussion throughout the season at all. So my question to you, JT, did Brady, 
Did you think that Brady had an undisclosed concussion this season? And if it's true that he had a concussion this season and they didn't disclose it, do you think that the NFL will find the Patriots for doing so? Well, it's hard to say if Tom Brady had a concussion. I mean, the truth is we don't know. It's certainly possible he could have got his bell rung or something during a game. That tends to happen with football players. But I don't recall, Dylan, any time from the Patriots games this past season where Tom Brady was standing on the, the bench other than the four games he missed because of his suspension. I don't recall seeing him like at one point being held over a bench from like a big hit or to the head or having doctors checking him out during a game. I, I never saw anything like that during the season. So for the NFL, I think it would be very hard to want to find the Patriots, especially after everything the NFL and the Patriots have been through this past season. And to me, the NFL will have to prove, like, the Patriots just didn't list Tom Brady for no apparent reason on the injury list. And to me, unless you're, Tom Brady was holed out for a single time, time during a game, how are you going to prove that that was the case in order to find the Patriots? And, you know, I think that Giselle might not know what a concussion really is because English is not, her, is not her first language. I have a feeling she thought that concussion meant just he got his bell rung a few times, but not as hard to get a concussion. I, I don't think she's a doctor that's on the side of the field saying, hey, Tom Brady looks like he's a little woozy out there. Let's bring him on, you know, onto the bench and see what we can do. I think that Giselle doesn't really know what a concussion is. Um, also, I don't think Tom Brady would have had more than 3,500 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, and two interceptions throughout the season if he had a concussion because he was stellar last season and he was out for the first four games so he only did that in 12 games 3,500 yards 28 touchdowns and two interceptions that's an incredible stat line and for him to have a concussion I don't think that would have been in the realm of possibility if he had a concussion in one of those games he would have at least had a few more interceptions I believe if he would have had a concussion if he did have a concussion and played like that he is a superhuman (laughs) I, I I fully um I fully think that he is just genetically a monster that just needs to play football the rest of his life. Definitely. He said he wants to play till his 50, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, also, there was, a, there was a story that popped up about Tom Brady saying that uh, there was an AFC coach that believed that next year might be his last year as a Patriot. And we talked about this a little bit last week about how uh, Tom Brady, he's nearing 40, and, you know, with, with Belichick, he's not afraid to pull somebody, even at the peak of their career, and put somebody else in their new, like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think now that you see this story coming out that Tom Brady might be out in, in New England soon? Or do you think he's going to continue with his career there? He's going to retire a Patriot. No, I think he's going to continue his career with the New England Patriots, and eventually he's going to retire. I don't know when that will be, but... I'm sure we'll find out one way or another. But I definitely see, see him sticking around at least for a couple of seasons for sure. All right. We'll hold you to it. So free agency news. LeGarrette Blunt went to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's one of the biggest stories that came out of free agency this past week. Do you think that's a good fit for the Eagles? I don't know, Dylan. You'll have to ask Logan. He's an Eagles fan. I'm not. So <laughs> maybe he'll give you a better answer than I do. But from... Laguerre Blunt's point of view, he believes he made the right decision. And the reason he said that was because the Patriots, they've had a long list of running backs they signed recently. And he feels that 
they weren't going to give him a better contract. The Patriots were only going to offer him $2.1 million for the franchise tag. You say that only. Yes. Only. Now, $2.1 million is I, only, JT? Come I, on now. Well, that's what they were going Would to Would you offer. accept that contract? Of for course a one I year, would. For of a one-year deal, one would year, you accept $2.1 million? To win a Super Bowl? Of course I would. Yeah. But LeGarrette Bunt decided he, he wants to play. Now, the Eagles did offer him a little more money. They offered him $2.8 million. Now, not much of a big difference there, but um, he, he, he feels that he can play. Now, I know there's been a lot of speculation with the Eagles that with the signing of LeGarrette Blunt, that, that means that Ryan Matthews will probably get let go. So LeGarrette Blunt looks like he's going to fit in pretty nicely. Um, I'm sure their quarterback, uh, Carson Wentz, is pretty happy about it, though, so he'll definitely help the Eagles out in the running game for sure. Yeah, and it looks like Ryan Matthews will probably leave next season. It looks like the Darren Sproles will probably retire after this coming up season. Now, with this backfield, LeGarrette Blunt is a good veteran to have, especially with the like the youth they have in their backfield in Philadelphia. I think he'll add another weapon to the arsenal that Carson Wentz already has at wide receiver um, and in his backfield now with LeGarrette Blunt being back there. So he has a run option. He also has a passing option. He has a great blocking running back in LeGarrette Blunt, and it gives it takes the pressure uh, pressure off of Carson Wentz to where he doesn't feel like he has to throw, you know, 40 50 times in a game. Um he can throw a little bit less than that and still have the success he had last year, if not more success with staying upright with having LeGarrette Blount in the backfield. So, we'll see what happens in Philadelphia. I think Logan's very happy. I talked to him today. He seems elated with the news that they're getting LeGarrette Blount. So, it might be a win-win situation. In my in my humble opinion, though, if the Patriots offered me $2.1 million and they gave me the best shot to get another Super Bowl before I retire, I would have gone with the Patriots if I were LeGarrette Blunt. I would have said, you know what? I don't care about the, you know, what is it? $700,000 is getting more with, with, with Philadelphia. So in that situation, you're weighing money with a Super Bowl ring. Weighing money with uh, a legacy that you're leaving in the league by winning at least two Super Bowls during your career in New England. And if not, you might have consecutive Super Bowls. So back-to-back Super Bowls on your resume, that's a really good Hall of Fame resume right there. Yeah, Dylan, but I don't think the Patriots are going to be worried about it. It's the Patriots. The Patriots way, they'll find a way to win a game without Garrett Blunt and they're still going to be a competitive team in the AFC East. So, Well, speaking of the Patriots, I believe that Devin McCourty is still crying in New England because his brother, Jason McCourty, is not going to be playing with the Patriots next season. He's actually playing with the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. upgrading the defensive backs they have in Cleveland. Do you think their defense instantly got upgraded with this addition to their backfield? Well, one thing we know for sure, Dylan, is is that they won't be ranked the 21st total defense in the league next season. That's for sure. And you pair him up with uh, Joe Hayden, that's going to be a great uh, secondary back there for the Cleveland Browns. So he will definitely help. Um, Jason McCourty, he's already told the team, I'll do anything it takes to help this team win. So for that Cleveland Browns defense, it's going to be an upgrade. You already got Miles Garrett and a bunch of other players for that defense. So the Cleveland Browns, you know you're in the AFC North. So going against Pittsburgh, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals, defense is going to be the big deal in that division. So you have a solid defense, 
you keep your offense in the game, the Browns might actually have a chance to win some games this season. Very true. I definitely agree with your uh, analysis there. So let's go over to the Chiefs. Now they the Chiefs they drafted Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. so they have a stellar quarterback in the backfield in in waiting. I guess you could say because Alex Smith is the starter still in Kansas City, and he is okay with the fact they drafted a quarterback because he understands why they're drafting a quarterback for the future. Do you think Alex Smith stays there? past this season and if he does how long do you think he'll stay in Kansas City well from what I heard this afternoon from Alex Smith was was that he was saying that he feels that going through the situation with Patrick Mahomes was similar to what he went through five years ago when he was the quarterback in San Francisco the 49ers brought in Colin Kaepernick and after that season they let Alex Smith go Colin Kaepernick becomes the quarterback Next year, he leads the 49ers to a Super Bowl. So, I have to think when they drafted, when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, that experience was going through his mind. Now, personally, I think Alex Smith is going to stay the quarterback for this season. And Patrick Mahomes, he's got a lot of development to do. I mean, he was a gunslinger in college, breaking records at Texas Tech. He was amazing. But it's going to take him time to adjust to that NFL offense that Andy Reid runs so Alex Smith I believe he's 33 years old so it's not like he's over the hill and and struggling it's his job to lose in my opinion it's his job to lose so to me as long as he plays well he's going to keep his job so I'm for sure at least give him two years maybe three if he still keeps his form up and Patrick Holmes to me it's going to be like if he plays well Alex Smith it could be basically like how it was with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had to wait a little while before he got his shot. So Patrick Holmes, it'll probably be the same thing. At least, to me, that's the best case scenario for the Chiefs. You know, the thing is, though, with Alex Smith, I feel so bad for him because I liked him in San Francisco. He was actually very good in that system. Uh, I think that he played stellar when he was there with Harbaugh, with Jim Harbaugh. Yep. So, you know, I, I feel bad for the guy that he had to go through all that tor- turmoil with, you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick. And I think that if Jim Harbaugh, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty with Jim Harbaugh, I think that he would have kept Alex Smith as a starting quarterback if he had known what was going to happen a year or two down the road after the Super Bowl and after losing in the Super Bowl horribly to the Ravens. So I think that Alex Smith is at a tough road. He is a great quarterback. I think that with this pairing of him and and Andy Reid, I think it would have been a match made in heaven a few years ago. But I don't know. I just don't think that Andy Andy Reid is really sold on Alex Smith. I think he should be because Andy Reid loves to do screen plays. He loves the little dink and dunk throws, um, throws that are less than 10 yards, and then let the wide receiver or the running back do the rest of the work. He loves that. Alex Smith does too. He doesn't have a huge arm. So it's good for Alex Smith to have that kind of system, but Andy Reid, for some reason, just does not like Alex Smith that much, I don't think. And so I think that if he stays there, he's probably going to be there for three years tops, um, maybe even two years. I, I don't I don't really see him staying the quarterback there long. If he is successful, he might prove us all wrong. But if he's playing the way he's been playing recently, um, and especially without Jamal Charles, too. They're one of their main playmakers the past few years. You know, I think that it's going to be tough for Alex Smith to keep that starting job in Kansas City. 
So moving on to the Titans, NFL.com ranked the Titans with the fifth best offseason this year. JT, what do you think about that assessment of our team? Well, Dylan, all I could say is for the Titans, we certainly, at least on paper, we had the best offseason. But come talk to me when the season starts in September. Now, I believe one of the, our experts, I saw someone on ESPN, because I received a text on my phone about a couple of days ago, but one of the ESPN football experts picked the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South Division this year. Now, that's obviously big news. So, huge. to me, yes, huge, but... Huge. <laughs> this is huge news. I believe the Titans are going to pick the AFC South apart. We appreciate your endorsement, Donald Trump. You're welcome. <laughs> this is huge news. But huge. Um, the Titans, I believe Bigly. that they will, if they if Mar- Marcus Mariota can stay healthy, then we, we definitely have a shot. Definitely for sure. As long as that offensive line keeps him up upright the entire season and he doesn't end his season with an injury like he has the past two seasons, I think the Titans have a really good shot of winning the AFC South. And if they dominate defensive lines like they did with those Bud Lights at the Preds game on game at game two. <laughs> that was awesome. I think it'll happen. Hey, did you see Taylor Lewan during that whole thing? Taylor Lewan brought a catfish onto the band yeah, stage in, in Bridgestone Arena, held it up, and like just had this face like, <laughs> you know it. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I have him. a catfish in my hand. Marcus Mariota. And he was he, they were hammered. Mm-hmm. But he looked like Rafiki from Lion King yeah. holding up Simba. On yep. Pride Rock. It's that was, great. That was awesome. Look on the uh, OOB Podcast Twitter. That's our handle on po- Twitter. OOB Podcast. <laughs> and you can pick uh, who did it better. Was it Rafiki with Simba or Taylor Lewan with the catfish? Choose retweet for Taylor and like for Rafiki. So there you go. Um, on to our next story. The Cowboys practice facility. You know what it has? It has a rooftop pool on the facility. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Is that a good idea for the Cowboys to have that? <laughs> I don't know. Last I checked, the Cowboys practicing the roofs, the experience of that hasn't gone very well for them. No. Uh, but then again, the Jaguars, don't they have like a, a, a pool section for their fans at their games? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the, that's at the games, though. I mean, they need something in that stadium because they're they not... They got that big giant screen. <laughs> they have the big giant screen. They have the pools in the stadium. They're trying to do something to bring fans in because for the longest time, Jacksonville was awful. That's very true. Absolutely awful. I mean, they're getting better, kind of. I certainly hope not. <laughs> I, I, I hope not either, but you know, we're probably going to see Leonard Fournette twice this year. Oh, we definitely will. And twice... Two times a year for the next 10 years, we'll see him on the field. But, you know, I, they're trying to do something to bring people into the, into the stadium. I think it's a little bit different for fans. But for Cowboys players, Des Bryant in a pool at his practice facility, that's bad news to me. Especially after practice. You all know what's what's going down after practice. You worry about Des Bryant? I'd be worried about Ezekiel Elliott, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Don't bring those legs to the pool, man. <laughs> uh, Greg Hardy's going get, to get a key and sneak in again and just yeah. feel like he's a part of the team still. Get out of here, Greg Hardy. <laughs> Gosh, go pick on somebody your own size. Jeez. All right, on to NBA news. Of course, 
LeBron and the Cavs are dominating once again. They had a dominant game against the Celtics last night. LeBron scored like, what, 37 points or something? Something big. Uh, Do you think the Celtics will win a game in this series? I I believe the Celtics will definitely bounce back. They, They have to. The Celtics had a rough night last night. I didn't watch much of the game, but I was following on Twitter and the the LeBron James he seems to play a lot better when his team uh, has rest. So the the Cavaliers were off for nine days, and the way they played last night, they weren't missing a beat. They just took it to the Celtics, and they looked so slow. They shut down Isaiah Thomas. He just couldn't get anything going last night. So the Cavaliers they seem more energized and everything. And I thought initially. The Cavaliers and Celtics series was going to go at least six, seven games. It looks like it, it could be five. I yeah, I think it's probably going to be five. I I I'm still leaning towards them sweeping the Celtics because it's LeBron James, it's Kevin Love, it's Kyrie Irving. You know those guys. You just can't miss a beat with those guys in the playoffs because if you make one mistake during that game, which the Celtics will. Trust me, every single game they'll make one mistake. And if you make one mistake, you're going to regret it. Especially with the Cavaliers, because the Cavaliers are a dominant team. And in the postseason, you just can't touch them. And I don't think this year... Can't touch this. Now, now, listen, if we were talking about next year, with Boston having the number one pick um, on the team at that point, which we don't know who the number one pick is going to be yet, could be Lonzo Ball. Could be Lonzo Ball. It probably won't be. Because Unless the Lakers, LeVar Ball has his way. <laughs> because the Lakers really want Lonzo Ball. But, you know, if if they had the number one pick on the team, I think it'd be a lot different. But I think that next season, they're going to be more more apt to going further in the playoffs. But, you know, this season, to me, I feel as though they shouldn't have gone to the finals simply because next year they're going to have that expectation on their shoulders the entire season. Now, if they would have lost last round to the Washington Wizards, the Wizards and the Cavs would have been a better matchup to watch for us anyway, for fans. But, you know, I think that the Celtics are going to have a lot of expectation on their shoulders next season, and it's going to be hard to redo what they did this season. Well, the latest rumor with the Celtics, at least that I heard on ESPN today, was now they have a number one pick. There's rumors going around that the Celtics might actually consider trading Isaiah Thomas and using that top pick that they have to draft uh, for Colts the guard from University of Washington. Now, I personally don't think that's going to happen. I think that's crazy. But as the NBA, you never know. And, you know, Paul George, he's out there. He's still out there. and he's. I know there's been a lot of talk about the Lakers, but maybe Boston might think they can make a run. We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, let's talk about my Spurs and how rough of a night they had Ouch. on Tuesday night. Yeah, that uh, was that was rough. We already knew without Parker we were in trouble. Now without Kawhi Leonard and the way we played on Tuesday, oh, the the Warriors were dropping threes from all over the place, and the Spurs just looked slow. What's looked the guy's slow. name that like that made him twist his ankle? Uh, Zaza Pachulic. Pachulia, not Pachulic. Pachulia, excuse me. San Antonio has him on the list now. Zaza is on the Man, list for life. Greg Popovich has him on the list. He's all calling him, uh, you know, a dirty player and all this. And look, 
I understand Spurs fans very upset. I mean, we're so upset. We want to file a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, <laughs> Say, I'd be know, upset too. I know. I know. But I'm upset being a fan watching the game because it's not as entertaining without Kawhi on the court. Now, whenever I see a series, I want the best of the best to be playing up against the best of the best. Of so I want both teams to be at even strength and just duke it out and go to game seven. I don't care. But I want to see you play your best basketball. And if you're taking out the star of a basketball team with a cheap shot, like Greg Popovich said, then it just makes it to where it's not fun to watch. No, definitely. I definitely agree with you. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard, I certainly hope that his angle gets better because we're going to need him for Saturday night. Now, last I checked, they said that he did not practice today. He did not practice today, so he could practice tomorrow. But Greg Popovich said he's pretty much day-to-day at this point. So there's a pretty good chance he could play. But personally, to me, Kawhi Leonard would have to play. I don't know if he's going to be effective in Game 3 or Game 4, but we need him to be, even if 80%, if he can at least carry the load, give Patty Mills those shots to get him in, and you know we still have a chance to get back in the series. And if we get back in the series, who knows? It could be back on again. But if Kawhi can't play Game 3 or we struggle, it looks like it's going to be a sweep. Just like it could be with the Celtics and Cavaliers. Who would have thought this whole NBA playoffs that we, some of us may watch some games or not all the games, and everyone's picking Warriors and Cavs, which we kind of think was going to be a series anyway. And we've had some great series, but you got best players going out, Celtics not showing up. It's like, wow, like, why am I spending two months watching these NBA playoffs for? I might as well wait till June. Yeah, might as well. I mean, we knew this was going to happen in the first place. At the very beginning of the season, they said, Cavaliers and Warriors are going to be the finals again, and look what's happening. It's gearing up that way. Do you think Kawhi will return in Game 3? No, I believe so. I know he didn't practice today, but if he can practice tomorrow, play a little bit, I think he will play on on Saturday. He's had almost a week to rest because the injury happened on Sunday the first in Game 1. So he's had almost a week. So I I would expect him to play just uh, if I were him. You know, give everything you got and watch out for Zaza, man. <laughs> watch watch. Out. He's going to come out for those ankles again. Watch out for Zaza. <laughs> yep, exactly. So we'll recap the NBA draft lottery just a little bit. We're not going to do the whole thing. Um, the top three picks this season, there was a lottery pick. So these three teams moved up and got the top three picks. The first team to get the first pick will be Boston Celtics. The second pick goes to Los Angeles Lakers. And the third pick goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. Did you have any surprises during the draft lottery, or were you pretty content with what happened? Well, Dylan, I actually did watch the draft lottery on Tuesday night before, of course, the Spurs and Warriors game. And I wasn't too surprised with how the draft panned out. I pretty much knew all the drama was the Lakers. And if the ping pong balls didn't fall a certain way, and the Lakers, let's say, got the fourth pick, that means no Lonzo Ball. Once... The the once they were announcing the picks and you saw how it was going, you knew the Lakers, Celtics, and the 76ers were going to get the top three picks. The question was, well, which, was which order? And for Magic Johnson, it worked out for him because you got the number two pick, which is exactly what you wanted, and you know the Warriors take a Fultz from uh, Washington. You know that that means Lonzo Ball is available, and that's who you want. Local kid from down the road at UCLA, hey, win-win, 
maybe you can bring uh, seats back. And if you uh, the, the fans back at the Staples Center, and if you can get Paul George to come to L.A. in the summer, who knows, the Lakers might be back in town. They might be a power team if they bring Paul George into Los Angeles, which that was my next talking point anyway. Um, but, you know, I think that it would be huge if LeVar Ball went to – I'm sorry, Lonzo Ball – went to i mean his dad talks well, his dad's all too. the time his dad's coming too <laughs> it, it's a package deal but you know with lonzo going to los angeles it will be a good team and the thing is it'll bring that that showmanship that they once had you know that they had the 90s the mid to late 90s they had that showmanship that you just every time they had the championship coming around you knew the lakers were going to be there because they were showboaters that they were just the that the team to watch or the, so, team hate for or the team to hate, which I mean, I think a lot of people, it was, you know, a love hate relationship, but I, I think that it, it can get to that point, especially with Lonzo ball there and LeVar ball on the sideline. I think it's going to get to that point pretty quickly. Definitely. Speaking of LeVar ball, I'm sure you heard about his controversy today or not today, but a few days ago when he was on Fox sports one on the Colin Coward show and he was talking to Christine Leahy. And there was a comment where he basically told her, stay in your lane. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I'm surprised LeVar Ball still gets phone calls from these media outlets to have interviews. Because I want I listened to the interview. Actually, we listened to it on the way back from Mississippi. And, you know, he's so disrespectful. It's It's gotten to a point to where it's just nauseating listening to him. I just don't like listening to his interviews. I don't know why. I know I know why they're bringing him on. They're bringing him on for ratings. Of course. Because people will listen to that interview because they know something crazy is going to happen during that interview. Because LeVar Ball is a nutcase. Absolute nutcase. So, I understand why Colin brought him on. I don't know why Colin's on his side for some reason. I, I don't know why. But, you know, all Christine Leahy was trying to do was say, Hey, look, I'm not going to wear a big baller brand t-shirt. Because I'm not, I'm a woman. I'm not a big baller. That just, that's just like discriminatory. To, in her eyes, it's discriminatory. It's, 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 I guess kind of sexist, I guess you could say. But, you know, it's not something she would wear. So she was just telling him, hey, look, you should market, advertise for females. You should make products for females. And at that point, LeVar Ball just said, stay in your lane. She w- he wouldn't look at her in the face at all. She wouldn't look him in the eyes. And she was like, why aren't you looking at me in the eyes? And he said, because I'm scared of you. So it's just, I don't know. I don't like LeVar Ball. He's a troll. He's a troll. Definitely a troll. No, I totally agree with you, Dylan. And I was reading about it uh, earlier today just to get more of a background of the situation. And yes, it basically came down to what, like you said, she was basically looking, wondering, hey, are you going to make big baller probably for women? You know, she felt that if you can market it to a woman, you know, it would make it more like marketable. You could sell more like from a business perspective. And he basically was like, Nope, not going to do that. Stay in your lane, stay out of this, all kind of stuff. So I saw today that Christine lady was basically saying that she doesn't want her employer Fox sports to have LeVar ball on the show anymore because she's worried that basically she threatened him, which that's kind of basically he what it looks her. like. Or he threatened, threatened her. her. Yeah, excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. That's she, she did not threaten him. He threatened her. <laughs> no. Let me get that right. But she, he said something along the lines of, <laughs> uh, you better watch your back. You don't know what's coming to you or something along those lines. And she felt mm-hmm. it as though it was a threat. And it did sound like a threat. 
it, it really did. But then he said, no, I was just saying something's going to come after you, but I don't know what it's going to be, but something's going to happen to you. Do you think LeVar Ball, if his son Lonzo Ball gets drafted by the Lakers, do you think this antics will continue? I think they will. I, I think with Los Angeles, I, th- I think that it'll feed, it'll feed him. It'll give him more energy and more power and feed off the energy of that city to do this more. He, because he feels as though he has to. He feels as though he has to get Lonzo's name out there. You know, any publicity is good publicity for him. You know, any bad story that they can run for him, hey, that's his name in the newspaper again. You know, so I, I think that he'll do this continually until something drastic happens, which I don't think that thing that's drastic will actually happen. I think he'll still keep doing it. No, I definitely agree with you, Dylan. And my concern with Lonzo Ball, at least with the situation, if he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, is, you know, he's going to have a big target on his back. Everyone's going to, he's the rookie. Your, your, your dad's saying you're, he's better than LeBron James. He's better than Michael Jordan, all these players. All the players, the NBA, are going to get after him. Okay, you think you're Michael Jordan? You think LeBron James? So what you got. We're going to get after you. Yeah. Not only that, what happens if he goes through a bad stretch? Let's say the Lakers lose like eight games in a row or something. And Luke Walton's like, you know what, Lonzo Ball? You're not carrying the weight. I'm going to put you on the bench. You think LeVar Ball's going to be cool with that? No. He's going to no, go he's not. crazy. Go knock it off Matthew Johnson's door. Hey, hey, hey. Why is my son not playing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm so mad. You need to trade my son. Get him out of here. I don't he's wanna... a big baller. <laughs> he's a big baller, man. Get his shoes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I wonder how many shoes he's actually sold. And that was the thing that started the whole thing was Christine Leahy said, hey, how many shoes, how many pairs of shoes have you, have you actually sold? And he said, stay in your lane. <laughs> Just tell us how many pairs you actually, because he, he said during the show, he said that, I think Colin said like, um, have you sold a lot of shoes? He goes, yeah, in my mind, I, th- I have. He said a couple hundred. Now, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe. I want to see his. I want to see the invoice that tells me how many pairs of shoes he actually sold. And you know the funny thing is, I think Darren Ravel on Twitter was talking about this. He said that over the past, ever since like April fifteenth, I believe when the Big Baller shoes came out, I think it was mid-April or something like that. Anyway, um, there have been like eight million. Darn it! Don't show me this thing. Oh my gosh, the Ducks are on the board first. 1-0 in the first period uh, against the Preds. It's okay. Anyway, um, we'll still win. So, he was talking about how many how many mentions there have been for the big shoe companies over the past, like, you know, three weeks or four weeks. Now, Nike's had, like, had, like, 8 million mentions on Twitter. Adidas had, like, 3 or 4 million mentions on Twitter. Guess how many Big Baller had? Let me guess. Five? Yeah. Like, Zero. Like 150,000. Like oh, no, wow. like hardly any at all. So people aren't liking these shoes as much as they thought they would. And, you know, for $495 for a pair of shoes, for a guy that's not even in the NBA yet, who hasn't even been drafted yet, do you really think that would have been a success? No. Really? No. That's like people's rent money, $495? That's stupid. Absolutely stupid. a pair stupid. of shoes. Now, if he gets drafted... To the Los Angeles Lakers. That's more expensive than a PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go get a PS4 for that. Get a PS4 and a Switch. <laughs> you can get probably both. Or close to it. Man, I, I just... It, that's, it blows my mind to think that that family is still relevant 
just because of the way his dad talks during interviews. It, it's just blows my mind. I just want to hear Lonzo talk. That's all I want because exactly. Lonzo has not talked that often during interviews and stuff. So I want to hear him talk and I want to hear what he thinks about this whole draft, about his dad. I don't want to hear a canned response. I want to hear his thoughts on this situation and I want to see if he actually has a mind of his own or if he's just a follower to his dad. So we'll see what happens with that situation. It's going to be very interesting to see when the draft hits. Um, Just a quick question. Yes or no response. Paul George, is he going to be a Laker? Yes. Especially now that he's not, he didn't get selected for the all first NBA team. He's definitely got. Oh, that's right. He lost money. He lost money. $210 million that he could have got if he was on the team. Well, he he was going to get $5 million extra if he got the all, the all pro team or whatever. Yep. Oh man, that sucks for him. So he's gone. He's gone. He he doesn't want to stay there anymore. He doesn't like Indiana in the first place. After he got injured in Indiana and they lost all those players like Hibbert and stuff, he's done. He's done. So let's go to the NHL. Um, As I said a few minutes ago, the Preds are down 1-0 in the first period against the Anaheim Ducks. They are outshot by the Ducks in the first period 7-1 as of right now. Um, So let's just go to that feud there. Johansson and Kessler. It's the biggest feud that's been in hockey this round in the Western Conference Final. And the other day, Johansson said, you know, I I can't believe his family and friends can actually cheer, cheer for him. Yeah. And Kessler just came back and said, my friends and family tw- texted me the next day. I laughed about it. And they said they still cheer for me. So do who do you think will have the last laugh in this in this feud? Well, at the moment, Dylan, looks like the Ducks are at the moment. Well, and, you know, kinda. they're still down. And They're the, still down a game. It's 2-1 yes, in the series. That's very true. Preds are leading the series but as of right now. Let's remember, Kessler, he's an agitator, but he's very good at the way he plays. He was like this when he was at Vancouver before he came to Anaheim. And the Ducks, I mean, and his family, what do you expect? They're going to love the guy. He's their player. Everybody else, they're going to hate him. Oh, I hate Ryan. Kessler, what is he doing? Ugh, he's like, you know, slashing me all the time. You know, giving me bad cross checks. The the refs aren't calling no penalties on him, all that kind of stuff. So that's crazy. And Johansson, if I were him, look, don't buy into this hoopla. Don't don't get in what Kessler's trying to suck you in, man. Don't do it. You need to focus on your game, play your game, let your stick and the puck do the talking. You score goals, that's how you get back at Kessler. I think Johansson's doing a pretty good job with that too. He's he's gotten. Uh, some really good looks this series, and I think he has more points in this in the series than Kessler does as of right now. So it looks like um, as of right now, Johansson is actually winning this whole battle against Kessler. So the Preds were dominant at home um, on in Game Two a few nights ago, and they've been dominant at home. The Game Two in this series marked the tenth. No, I'm sorry, Game Three in this series. Game Three in this series marked the tenth straight home win for the Predators in Bridgestone Arena. So do you think tonight they'll extend the streak to 11 games, one at home in the postseason? I certainly think so. They're the defensemen, they've averaged like total points, like I think more points in the league in the Stanley Cup playoffs than any other team right now. So the defense keeps the team, like PKC Bank keeps the team in the game. They certainly got a shot to come back. They're down one nothing, but come back and win this game tonight and go up 3-1 and put the Ducks on their heels. 
So and, and certainly with, got shot. And with the home ice advantage too for the for the Predators, their their fans there. I've been in that building several times. AB's been in that building too. It's so loud in there during the game, especially at the end of the game. Um, you know, you see some of these teams like during the se- during the playoffs this season. I've seen a lot of different teams playing, and their home their their home crowd. If they are losing midway through the second, they start booing them. Like or they leave. What What are you doing? Like I I don't understand that logic. But if you watch a if you watch a Nashville game, if you watch those fans in Nashville, there are times when there's a TV timeout where the crowd stands up and gives the team a standing ovation the entire TV timeout. Even going into the next play, they're still standing, giving them a standing ovation. So, you know, it's just, they just pump up that team. It's incredible the energy they provide for the Predators. And I think that's one of the main reasons why they're so dominant at home is because the fans are pushing them to win these games at home. And, you know, I think if they continue to do that in this postseason... The Preds are going to be very, very hard to beat, especially this game tonight, which, I mean, they're down one, yes, but they were down one the other night, too. In game three, they were down mm-hmm. one, yes, were and down they, one came and they came back and won 2-1. Two one. One. So if Peak, if uh, Pecorine keeps them in the game, in, in net, which there were only, I think the Ducks only had like 20 shots on goal last, last game. Remember, in game three, though, the Preds had two goals that were turned into no goals because... They said there was goaltender interference. Yeah, but I agree. The and the Preds, you know, the fans were getting frustrated. The fans were saying uh, all these things and getting behind a team. I love it with the Preds fans, though. Cause you were talking about them earlier. I just love it how they get at the goaltender for the away team, and they were they were looking at Gibson. They're like Gibson, Gibson, Gibson. Hey, you son! <laughs> it's so hilarious. The chants are great. So uh, I love it. So. Yeah, the Preds, they went through that experience where they had two goals that were weighed off because of goalie tender interference. But they bounced back, and Yossi got that late goal to give them a win in Game 3. So, no, like I, I agree with you, Dylan. If the Preds just stick to the game, Peter Laviette, he knows what to do with that team. They're gonna, I expect him to come back tonight, win, and they're going to be up 3-1, and the Ducks will have to find a way to come back. But I'm sticking to the Predators and the Penguins and the Stanley Cup final that's what i'm going with all right well if you think the, the penguins are gonna win then well they didn't win last night you might be sorely mistaken not uh, only that uh flurry i just don't know what happened he didn't show up now the first goal, it was not his fault the defense didn't just didn't play well those are bad goals and once you get the fourth goal you know um the coach sullivan just had to pull him out give him rest the rest of the night game just try to come back in game four Flurry, he he uh, he gave up, he had he gave up four goals and nine shots, so he just had a rough night. But don't worry, Penguins fans, I expect him to bounce back in Game Four, which will be tomorrow night. Man, five one though. Yes. That's that's an awful spread for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They better regroup and do something. Sidney Crosby better be going into his team saying, "Guys, what the heck was that?" Like well, the Penguins, I don't know. They've they've kind of started off slow in these past few games that I've seen them, that I've watched them on the, on on play. And game one, they just let it slip away. Game two, Phil Kessel, he was pissed off that game. He was yelling at the players. He was like, "What are you guys doing?" He did, 
get your butts in gear and let's go. And he ends up getting the goal to get to the, the win to tie the game late in the third period in game two. And then game three, it's like all the wheels fell off. So I'm not sure what's going on with Pittsburgh. I agree, Sidney Crosby, I don't know if that hit against Washington's effect of the head is affecting him, but he's got to, he's playing now, so he's got to get his groove back and try to get his team back because they're going to need him and Flurry to set their game up in order to get back in the series and get to stand the cup finals. I agree because the Senators are hitting on all cylinders. They're hitting on offense. They're hitting on defense. They looked really good last night. So, you know, I agree that Sidney Crosby and, and, uh, and all those guys need to definitely step up their game and definitely come home and think, hey, guys, we need to win another game. They need to win at least one in, in Ottawa. To adv- I feel as though they need to get win one at least to advance into the next round, which is the Stanley Cup Final. And so if they want that cup, they better win this next game because it's going to be a hard-fought battle to come down from 3-1 to one and make it back to win the series. Yeah, just look at my capitals. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. Nope. That didn't happen at all. Uh, let's go to some miscellaneous news. Uh, news out of Atlanta. Freddie Freeman, the first baseman for the Braves, could miss eight to ten weeks with a fractured wrist. Now, JT, do you think the Braves can fill the void left by Freeman? That's a really tough call for the Atlanta Braves. And, you know, Dylan, the Braves, they've, they've been struggling this season. They just can't catch a break. And... The game against Toronto last night, that that game was crazy. I believe I read somewhere that the Blue Jays, when they played the Braves in the past, th- their pitchers have hit hit like thrown the ball at like seven Brave players in the past. So I don't know. If there's a rivalry Toronto Blue Jays and the Atlanta Braves, but something's going on over there. And this game was really intense last night. Not only you had the whole situation with Freddie Freeman, we got hit in the wrist where he's going to miss, like you mentioned, eight ten weeks. But you had a situation with Pilar, with the with the Blue Jays. He apparently said a slur that you should not be saying, and he got kicked out the game. And not only that, the Blue Jays decided we're going to spend you two more games. And then you have a situation with Batista, who hits a run, and he's going to do flip a, that bat, flip that bat, flip that flip bat, up, baby. And then he pissed off everybody, <laughs> and everyone's coming off the bat. Yes, he and did. Like, what yes, is, he did. What is going on <laughs> in Atlanta, man? With the, Wow. Yep. So it escalated quickly. Yeah. Escalated quickly in Atlanta. But I'm sure Pilar's happy that he's gonna miss two games because after what happened last night, you, you do not want anywhere in Atlanta these next two days. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I definitely agree with you. It's gonna be hard to fill that void where Freeman was, but you know, of any year, I think this year's probably the best time to do it because they're probably not going to make it very far in the postseason if they make it make it to the postseason, which they haven't the past few years. No, the Nationals are killing the NL East right now. Yeah, and it's hard to keep up pace with those guys. I think that the, the Braves have an uphill battle anyway, but having Freeman out too, that's just that's one of their best players, man. And it, it's hard to fill a void that big in that organization. So now we're going to a new segment called Winners and Losers. Um, JT, I'm going to start with you first. So in this segment, we're going to be bringing up who we think the winner was this week in sports news and who the loser was. So, JT, the mic's all yours. Well, the winner I will go with this week is Alex Rodriguez. He's been doing very well since he's left baseball. He's also doing broadcasting now, so that's really cool. Of course, in case you didn't know, he's also with J-Lo now, apparently. 
and Jenny from the block. <laughs> exactly. Don't be fooled by the rock she's got. <laughs> so apparently everyone in the sports world is making this big deal about, you know, on this past Sunday, Mother's Day, it was Derek Jeetson night in New York at the Bronx as they were retiring his jersey there. So that was really awesome. And a lot of people thought he was going to be there. But Alex Rodriguez, he was like, no, I'm going to spend time with my mom on Mother's Day. And then I'm going to fly to New York. But I'm not going to go to Yankee Stadium to see Derek Jeter. We're, we're not brothers. I'm just going to go hang out with my woman, J-Lo, and just have a jolly old good time. So that's what he did. And I'm like, A-Rod, look, man, you do what you got to do, man. You, you got broadcast media stuff going on now. You're doing really good on that. Getting a lot of television. So good job on that. And you got J-Lo, man. What more can you want? Just don't cheat on her. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, and who is your loser this week? My loser of the week, well, unfortunately, will have to be about the guy you just talked about, uh, LeVar Ball. And we already explained earlier the situation about what happened, and we don't go any further. But I'm kind of like, LeVar Ball, look, I understand you love your son, and you're trying to hype him up, and... You do all these great things, but I know a friend personally that kind of went through a similar experience. Maybe not to this extent, but it was kind of similar. And it was my friend RG3, who I went to high school with. And his dad, it was very similar. His dad was always at all the practices. He was always talking to coaches, you know, trying to tell him what to do, why my son ain't doing this, doing that. It was a similar situation. And when he got to Baylor, it, you know, he kind of stood out a little bit. And then when he got to Washington with the Redskins, like, oh, the, the Redskins coaches just couldn't stand him. It was They were driving nuts. So I think RG3 got to the point where he put his foot down and said, hey, man, hey, Dad, you, you can take it back, take it easy. You know, I got this. I can do this. Now, RG3, right now he's uh, engaged. His, his uh, fiance is pregnant. So hope that goes well for you, RG3. But with LeVar Ball, that's all I'm suggesting, man. Don't. Get too much into it. Take it easy. Just let your son focus on his rookie career with the Lakers or whoever he's going to be with. And let's just see how things go from there. I think if he doesn't have so much strides, already big enough, you're in L.A. You got all the distractions everywhere. If he gets too overwhelmed, he may struggle in the NBA. And that's the last thing Lonzo Ball needs right now. Yes. So my winners and losers of the week, I'm going to start with the loser first. The loser is the reporter who missed the photobomb of George W. Bush. <laughs> in the Rangers game, because if she would have interacted with George Bush in any way, I would actually know what her name was. But I yeah, don't so now, bad. because she didn't say anything about it. Nope. George Bush was just behind her, like, hey, lady, how's it going? <laughs> hey, uh, look over here. I'm the most famous person in this ballpark right now. <laughs> you know his father owned the Rangers, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, you know, I, I think that if she would have turned around and said, hey, George W. Bush, come in here so I can talk to you, that I would know her name. But I don't, and that's why she's the loser of the week. The winner of the week would have to be Tom Brady because after seeing that interview, his wife is still Giselle. So that's always a win in my book. A check mark next to Tom Brady's name is Giselle. All right, Dylan, that's awesome. So let's hit up some soccer news before we uh, get everybody out of here. Definitely, definitely. So just to give a quick wrap up of what's going on in our football recap of the week, the European leagues will wrap up this week. The Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, and Ligue 1, they will all wrap up their seasons this week. The only game to notice today was Leicester City 
They were playing Tottenham Hotspur today, and Tottenham Hotspur just brought to Leicester City. They beat them 6-1. to one. Harry Kane, he scored four goals in that game. Orlando City, they had their game last night. Orlando City was in San Jose, California, playing the Earthquakes. That game finished 1-1. Carlos Rivas got the goal for Orlando City. And then Chris Wondolowski scored the goal for the San Jose Earthquakes. The game finished 1-1. Orlando City still in third place in the East. As I mentioned on Twitter earlier this morning, every point we get is necessary because it keeps us above that red playoff line, which is the top six teams in the East go to the playoffs. So to me, any point Orlando City gets, it's important because it will keep us in the hunt to make the playoffs. For the Orlando Pride, the women's team, they finally got their first win of the season. Hallelujah. They won on Mother's Day. They won 3-1 against North Carolina Courage. So big win. Good job, ladies. You finally got a win. Now, as we look at the standings, for the Orlando Pride, that moves them up one spot because they were dead last. So now they move up to ninth. But hopefully this win will build some momentum for them to keep them going up the table in the NWSL. Now, before we finish our football recap of the week, the only thing I wanted to comment on was last night was the U.S. Open Cup, which is like the FA Cup in England. The FA Cup for the, or the U.S. Open Cup for these matches, just to pick up some cup sets that happened this week. The New York Cosmos, they lost to Reading United AC. That was a big deal. The Cosmos in the NHL trying to make a run to win the U.S. Open Cup. They got knocked out in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup. Hmm, the second round. Why does that number sound so familiar? Anyway, <laughs> the, the FC Cincinnati, they had to go through extra time to beat AFC Cleveland to get past that team. And then the Richmond Kickers, they lost to Christos FC, which is a big deal, Dylan, because Christos FC, they're like an amateur pub club. They play on the weekends and Sunday soccer, right outside doors. That's in Baltimore. That's what they're doing. And they went to Richmond last night and beat them 1-0. So they advance. So that will conclude my football recap of the week. Dylan, anything you want to say before we go to our final thoughts? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. JT, what are your final thoughts for the week? Well, I'd like to conclude my final thought with my experience that I had at the Orlando City game this past Saturday. Uh, I went with some of my coworkers, Morgan, Miriam, Logan, Jacqueline, Will Doe, yes, he was there, and Kevin, excuse me, and Logan, and we all had a, a good time at the game. Great experience. We literally parked like right next door to the stadium. That was awesome. Nice. And we all got drinks. Just to give you a heads up, Dylan, next time you go to Orlando City game, you need to get whatever specialty drink they were selling here. <laughs> you need to go to the the bar in the Orlando City Stadium and get it, man. I'll it check was it out. Good. It's I'll like check it out. lemonade mixed with uh, liquor, tequila. I don't know what they put in there. Heck yeah. But it was strong. But it was really good. So you got to try it out. The food was good. Uh, the experience was awesome. And... Orlando City, like I said, they got a 2-2 draw in that game. But we sat next to the support section. Those guys were really into the game, cheering, the purple smoke, yelling at the players. That was really awesome. So, yeah, Dylan, if you get a chance, I will highly recommend you go to our Orlando City game sometime this year. Definitely. I definitely will. Um, final thoughts for me, the Predators, man. I, I watched the game the other night. I should have known. Game three. <laughs> yeah, you should have known. Game three. As long as they're in the playoffs, my final thoughts can be the be about the Preds. I mean, definitely. So, Game three was awesome. Uh, it was fantastic. I freaked out my uh, girlfriend's mom 
in her living room because I stood up and didn't scream like did like a uh, what what would you say like a dance I don't know yeah. it, it was kind of like a a soundless dance she was frightened she was very frightened but uh, you know I, I feel as though the Preds are doing a great job they need to come back in this game they only had one go- one shot on goal during the first period but I think they'll come back um, so I hope the Predators make it past this round and go to the Stanley Cup final if they do I will be going to Nashville for a game mark my words and I will definitely report about that. But thank you once again for listening to the show, folks. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. We are on several different platforms. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Rate us on those programs as well. We love the support. Thanks for always tuning in to us and listening to us every single week. Also, uh, Facebook, Twitter, we- our website. Um, our Facebook is... OOB podcast. Our Twitter is at OOB podcast and our website is out of bounds podcast.com. You can always email me with feedback or suggestions for the show. Dylan at out of bounds podcast.com. JT, what are your social media handles? You can contact me on Twitter. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me at JT Saka 88. That's at JT S O C K A 88. You can send me an email at JT at out of bounds podcast.com. Or you can reach out to me on my personal blog, jtthesportsguy.com. And also, when you rate us, make sure you rate us five stars. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and give us a good review. Uh, Give us some feedback. Like I said, feedback, suggestions. We love to do new segments on the show, and we love to test them out. So make sure to give us some suggestions on, on segments we can do on the show to make our show better for you each and every week. Thanks so much for listening for this week, and we will talk to you next week.